0: The same day we say we in the area, cruising in Toronto. Hit me on the I thought he was gonna sell me a fast word like the rappers I know. Sat down with a few drinks, located where you can't see us. A white waitress on standby when we need her. A black Maybach 40 pulled up Jeep, no doors, all that nigga was missing was a Leah. Felt like the initiation, a reality living in the matrix. We talk casually about the industry and how the women be the taste makers for the shit we making he said that he was the same age as myself, and it didn't help because it made me even more rude and impatient. So blame it on Mr. OVOXO, the reason why I'm breathing on the vanity, I know. The reason why my best friend said she loved me more than life. Let's
1: get back to, life life to it. Hey, I'm back for I another episode of the said, regular podcast. I know it's been a while. Y'all, I'm about to tell you what's been going on. But listen, though, actually, I was not going to do another podcast until... I wasn't going to do another one until I moved, because I'm in the, uh, it's, a lot, it's a lot of stuff going on right now, right? And um, it's a lot of stuff going on right now, right? And I was just going to wait until I moved, but then this Kendrick album dropped, right? And I said, what kind of guy would I be to consider myself a rap expert as far as someone who's great at analyzing rap? What kind of rap expert would I be if I didn't give all of the fire analytics as far as, you know, um, the A1 opinion about this new album? What kind of guy would I be? You know, so I had to come back one time for the one time. And actually, there's a rumor that this Kendrick album that came out on Friday called Damn is not the real album. There's a, another album supposedly coming out on Sunday. Easter Sunday. Right? So you know you drop you drop on the on Friday, Good Friday, and then you rise again on Easter Sunday, that whole Jesus thing. And a lot of people said before this album ever came out that there was supposed to be a lot of religious context to it. And based off the first um, one that we got on Friday called Damn, you definitely could see a lot of religious things going on. So that's just the intro to the episode. All right, listen. Um, what have I been up to? I started my new job. Um, this I just finished my second week at the job. You know, the job is cool, it's real corporate. Um, man, you know, something ha- that has been bothering me about this new job and something that bothered me for a long time and uh, when I was a kid and everything like a lot of people say that they you it seems like a lot of people like. Being the only black person to do something, or they like being the only black person somewhere, you know, it feels they feel prideful about that. But me, I've never been like that, and this is even before I was like what somebody would consider woke or whatever, like that. I was never like that. Um, Sometimes I messed up situations in in my life, but it wasn't uh, knowingly, I, I you know, subconsciously messed up things because. I wasn't comfortable being the only black person somewhere or being the only black man somewhere or boy or whatever. I wasn't comfortable. So I would, you know, put myself in a position to be back comfortable around my people. And, you know, like I said, when I was younger, that messed me up. Quick story. When I was 14 years old, I told y'all I went to the school with, the, you know, I was in college uh, part time and high school part time. Right. So, um. I was interested in engineering, uh, civil engineering and architecture, so I had a, a, um, a black male mentor who was the dean of my school. He looked out for me. He had a friend that owned an architectural firm. He put me on and um, he put me on and got me an internship at this architectural firm downtown Youngstown, Ohio, so every, um, uh, it was every Wednesday after school. I was able to go down to the architecture firm, I had my own um, desk, I worked on real jobs, I worked on AutoCAD 3D, and I um, worked on blueprints for different jobs that they were working on at that place. It was just like a job, it was just like somebody who was uh, you know, 20 years old with, a, with, a, um, with an internship at a place they could potentially work at, it was exactly the same. But the thing about it is, no black people worked in there, it was just me. And at 14 years old, you know, I didn't really, I didn't really understand how, you know, massive of an opportunity that was. Even though I went in there, I did my job, I did a good job doing what I was doing. I was happy to be in there, but it still didn't feel right being the only one in there. You know, I was around a lot of older white people. They had a lot of success in life. They had good money and everything. And they were, they were living a life that was good to be, uh, good to aspire to but I just don't I'm I never been comfortable with that that's not how I I'm not comfortable like that I grew up around mostly black people um I wasn't really when I in my younger younger years I wasn't really around too many non black people ever at all um so when I started to get older and started to be in situations where I was progressing and I started to see less black people and I haven't even really hit like major success but just a little bit that's what that's what's so baffling to me is that the little bit of success that i have seen there's a there's few black people around and i'm just like what the hell is going on so then now what the issue is with me at my job now is um i go in there it's all corporate it's nice everybody's making good money and um there's there's three black people that work inside the building inside the corporate office right it's me and then there's two black women, no other black man. I'm the only black man that works inside the building. There's other black people, black men that work for the company. Guess what they work at? They work outside in a warehouse. Now, yes, they have a good job. They make good money, but they're outside in the heat having to do hard labor, which I'm not complaining about the, that, that, you know, we do have, we are getting these jobs. They gave us these jobs to, you know, go work outside or whatever. That's, you know, it's the job, whatever. I'm just looking at it from the perspective of, I don't want my situation to go away. I just want more black men to be in these corporate settings where they don't have to get dirty. They don't have to mess up their back doing this hard work. They don't have to do all this. You know, we can use our brain. It's too common that people think that we're just good for beating our bodies up and doing the work that nobody else would do, which is interesting that these people say, anyway, I ain't going to go there. I, don't, I just don't like seeing us beat ourselves up just to make money to take home to our families i don't think we should always have to do that i you know i love when i see um black men graduate from college be, and and hopefully they go on to do other things where they can use their brain in the workforce and not so much their brawn i love seeing that you know every time i see it come across my uh, my facebook timeline or anything I, sh- I make sure i repost it black people period but Especially black men, because we don't go to college that much. We don't get opportunities to go out there and use our brain in the workforce. We, we get all these jobs. We work in factories. We work in warehouses. We work outside. We work at moving companies. We work at construction companies. We do all this wild, hard labor. I don't know if people think that we can't. Use our brain in the workforce, or if we're not applying ourselves because we don't think we can use our brain in the workforce because of what we've been told and showed about ourselves. So every day when I go to work, man, I just see like, and the black dudes in the warehouse, man, they always say what's up to me, and that's good because we always speak. And it's only been two weeks, like I said, but I always speak to them. One of them I know because um he worked at my last job with me, and he's in there now. He's in the warehouse, and you know it's cool. You know you get that that head not from you know it's nothing worse than like because like i said i work inside the corporate spot with um two other black women now one of them is like i think she's like african she's like east african so she uh, she doesn't connect with me like that not that i'm you know i just could tell that she doesn't have the same um cultural influences that i have right and then the other girl she works directly across from me like her desk is across from me mine but she's like a she's like a, a military brat, you know. She traveled the world with her parents as a, not a brat, but a military child. So she doesn't have this like she connects more with white people. Not that she, she's not not black. She's still a black woman. It's good to see her still. She's in there with her afro. Her, you know what I'm saying? She's a black woman. It's not even a mistake about it. But she doesn't connect with me. On the level of those dudes that's in the warehouse. I don't want to be out there in the warehouse with them. I want the dudes to be out of the warehouse in the building with me. You understand what I'm saying? S- too many times I hear people like... It's like they are proud to be the only one. That shit is stupid to me. Why would you... I could tell they'd never been the only one doing shit. Because if you was the only one doing something, you wouldn't like it. Because it is... it is You wouldn't... I'm telling y'all. If you never been the only black person somewhere... You don't know, you would not like that. I'm trying to tell you. If you was the only black person that was like you, that was from the hood, that understood some of the things that you just connect with, yes, I can do my work. Yes, I can, I can excel in my work. I can work highly advanced in anywhere I want to go. But I still want people around me that I connect with. You know what I'm saying? It's not about like, man, listen, I'm telling you, that is depressing to me a lot of times. When I'm looking around, I'm just like, man, this shit it's crazy. It's just crazy. Anyway, so that's that's um some of the stuff that that I've been uh that's been going on. I've been at work, you know, I've been doing all right, I'm learning. I, I'm I'll be training. Oh, if y'all if I didn't tell y'all yet, I'm outside right now recording. <laughs> so you probably hear birds and all kind of other foreign um foreign noises. It's because I'm outside in the in the nature and I'm recording. Sometimes I like to just come outside and record. It's good to get sunlight. In my eyes instead of the artificial light from electricity so anyway let's get to well since the last time i talked i guess um donald trump has just been losing his mind just bombing stuff um i really don't have nothing to say about that man because trump is just doing you know i mean trump is just doing what every president has done but he's not quiet about it you know they all do that so it's nothing new but all right, man, let's get into this album. Now, one thing, hold on, I, I put a um, post on Facebook, I told anybody if they wanted to call in and give a hot take about um, about this new album, that they could, they could do it, because I'm recording right now, so I'm going to see, who wants to be down? Who wants to be down? I got somebody that just shared it, suggesting that somebody else, that somebody call in. All right, you know... My man said he's trying to call in I'm about to um I'm whenever if he call I'm gonna just um we're gonna get it popping all right, listen y'all <clears throat> now, I know a lot of people want to know why why is Drake and Kendrick's name always been, like when one of them does something, the other one's name is mentioned right it's it's like why I'm gonna tell you why I'm gonna tell you exactly why. You heard, you heard the intro to this podcast today. That song is called Buried Alive. That's Kendrick on Drake's album Take Care from 2011. Why is that significant? That's significant because Kendrick, although he's from the West Coast, although Dr. Drake co-signed him, and although he was signed to TDE, Kendrick's, Kendrick's co-sign to the industry at large came from Drake. There would be no Kendrick the way we know Kendrick today if it was not for the Drake co-sign. I don't care what anybody says. That's a fact. Drake took Kendrick on his first tour. Drake took Kendrick on that Take Care tour. Everybody knows Take Care is considered Drake's best album. Take Care is Drake's album that people consider a classic album. I wouldn't put it there, but a lot of people consider Drake's album Take Care a classic album. He used that album in his clout, and his fame, and his, um, his popularity, and he put Kendrick on in rap. That is significant. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? Now, it might sound like I'm a little bit hype, and it's because I am, because I want people to understand that is why we always, like Kendrick and Drake will always be, be it's a cold war. Kendrick and Drake will always be mentioned with each other. Now, I'm about to run down some instances where these two have been. All right, listen, they started with Buried Alive. You heard on Buried Alive where Drake, where, where Kendrick is saying, um, Kendrick said, uh, I met with a Canadian, you know, and pretty much Drake gave him the game. They had a meeting. They were in Toronto and Drake told him from the jump, listen. You are going to be around a lot of people. You're going to be very famous. You are going to blow up. You're still alone. These people do not feel the way about you that they portray to feel about you. They don't feel the way they seem to feel. You're alone no matter where you go in life. No matter what fame you see in this rap industry. You are by yourself. So take all of these things. Take all of these things that you feel like you, you have, um, have gained through your success in rap. Dig a hole Put it in there and bury yourself in there because that's all you got. All you have is you and your stuff when you're in this rap industry. He told him that, and and Kendrick said that on that song. He said it on the song. He's letting you know, Drake is giving me the game. Drake is giving me the game. He got the white waitress on standby, black maid back pull up, 40 in the Jeep. All he missing was Aaliyah. Listen, Drake put Kendrick in the game, Right? So let's go forward from there. They do some good music together. You know, this is a teamwork at this point. Drake is putting like this. This is the thing. Drake puts people on. Drake put Kendrick on. Drake put The Weeknd on. Drake put Magic Jordan on. Drake put Party Next Door on. Drake puts stars on. If you come up under him, you know he's, you know, you're going to blow up because Drake is good at finding artists or not finding them. Drake is good at, um, he's good at noticing who is going to be great. Right. Drake is great at noticing who's going to be great. Kendrick is somebody that he's chose. He said this dude got something. Because some- if you listen to that song Buried Alive on, on Drake's CD, it doesn't match anything on Kendrick's uh, CD. He let Kendrick bring his own Section 80 vibe and put it on his CD. If you listen to it, all of the crazy stuff that Kendrick does with his voice, he's doing it on Buried Alive. Drake let Kendrick do his own thing on his album that went out to the world. His major release, he let Kendrick do his Section 80 shit on it. So, like I said, Drake is great at finding artists and he's great at putting... He's great at um associating himself with great artists or people who are going to be great. Now, I know y'all remember the whole Versace thing. I know y'all remember Tony Montana with Future. Drake is... Like, people give... A lot of people credit for knowing who's going to be the next big thing. Drake got to be top two, top three ever at knowing who's going to be the next hot thing. If you look at the last seven years, Drake knows who's going to be hot. Coming up, though, he, he's not hopping on these people's stuff. when Even Meek Mill, he's not hopping on people's stuff when they already big. He get on their stuff before they get big. Meek Mill, uh, Kendrick, um, The Weeknd, Magic Jordan. Migos, Future, you can just keep naming people. <laughs> Drake is, is rocking with them before they blow up, for real blow up, blow up. He's rocking with them. Now, I don't know if they blow up because of his cosign or if they blow up because they were already going to blow up and Drake just seen it or you know ahead of time. But I'm just saying, so Kendrick and Drake will always be connected to each other. Now, let's get into it. They make some good music together after Buried Alive. After Take Care comes out, they make good music together. The next year after that, 2012, Kendrick drops Good Kid, Mad City. He has a Drake song. He has a Drake feature on Poetic Justice. They make good music together. Uh, Later on that year, ASAP Rocky drops a song called uh, Fucking Problems. It has two chains on it. It has Drake, Kendrick. It's a great song. Everybody remembers that song. Now, this is where things get shaky. 2013 August 13th 2013 I remember the day very well because I had a lot of things going on in my life at that time August 13th 2013 Big Sean comes out with a song called Control Stopped Rap Rap stopped for a week Kendrick's verse he said hey he's trying to destroy people he called himself the king of New York he said he was the king of the coast he said he was the best rapper ever he said he he said all kind of shit he named he named names he said I I love y'all, but I'm coming for your head. Drake's name is one of them. Now, one thing we know about Drake. Drake, people call him soft, they call him sucker, they call him all these things. Drake does not back down from a rap situation. Okay, so, and and Drake can rap his ass off. So, Kendrick comes out, he he does that verse on Control. Drake comes out with his uh, album later on that year called Nothing Was The Same. Y'all know Nothing Was The Same, right? Tuscan leather is the first song on Nothing Was the Same. He bombing on that shit. He, he 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 going in, and that's a Kendrick. That's a response to Kendrick, right? Nothing Was the Same. Then another song on that CD was called Worst Behavior. Third verse of Worst Behavior, where he got the Diddy flow. Who's hot? Who's not? Tell me who right, selling Who selling on stores? Who that shit? Drake is talking about Kendrick later on in that. Drake, same old pimp. You know, ain't nothing changed. But these funny style niggas that I put up in the game. He's talking about Kendrick right there, right? Boom. That's 2013. What else I got here? Um, hmm. Okay. So then after that, right? That's 2013. Then two years later, to Pimp a Butterfly comes out. Kendrick has a song on Pi To a Butterfly called Um King Kunta. Now, what's the significance of King Kunta? He says, he says, Oh damn, what do you say? Okay. He said, I can dig rapping, but a rapper with a ghostwriter, what the fuck happened? Oh, no, swear I wouldn't tell, but most of y'all sharing bars like you got the bottom bunk in a two-man cell. Now, at that time, I don't know if y'all remember, but I remember very vividly because that was a, a wild thing to say. Everybody in the industry was saying he was talking about Kanye because it had came out that Kanye was using writers, but Kanye was very open about it. But So being that Kanye was open about having people write his stuff for him on different songs... It never turned into anything, but then Meek Mill came out later on that year and exposed Drake, so then we can retrograde our information, and now we know that Kendrick on King Kunta was talking about Drake, right, boom, the world goes crazy because Drake destroys Meek Mill, you know, like I said, Kendrick and Drake will forever be connected right, it's going to always happen, so that's why I'm going, like, everything I'm saying, Drake, the stuff going on with Drake is going to be, I'm going to be mentioning Kendrick too, right now, all right, so, then, then Drake comes back later on that year, if y'all remember, he had killed Meek, then the end of 2015, Drake came out with a song called Summer 16, or maybe it was early 2006, either way, he came out with a song called Summer 16, now, y'all remember that song, because I'm looking for revenge, All Summer 16, which, uh, uh, later on, Hove, Jay-Z, ended up responding to, I know you ain't talking Summers, right? No you're talking Numbers, right? Saying bullshit when you're running, right? Right? So, all Summer 16, and Drake starts out the line with, starts out the song with, what'd he say? He said, looking for revenge to do what you couldn't do. Tell Obama my verses is just like the whips that he in. They bulletproof. Why did he say that about Obama? Because Obama was asked who he would take uh If he had to pick between drake and kendrick obama said i take kendrick so again this is a cold war drake is is responding about what obama said but he really saying yo listen kendrick ain't better than me my verses is bulletproof you can't you know they you know they unfuck what and then um now later on in that song he said something else that was kind of like i think it was a shot at drake while i mean shot at kendrick while using kendrick's tactic in control in 2013 kendrick said he was the king of new york he got a he said he holding down both coasts. then in um summer 16 drake says he said i'm that niggas what i'm saying getting things done around here how you let me run it down here i ain't even from around here six 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 six. he's telling y'all i run america i'm not even from here That's the same thing as Kendrick saying, I'm the king of New York and he's not from there. I took that as he's a, he, he, that's a shot at everybody, but that's really directed at Kendrick because Kendrick's the one that started that whole, you know, say you the king is somewhere you ain't even from thing. So, um, now, now, why is all of this important, right? It's all important because it's rap to me. I love it. I love y'all. Could tell you can hear the fervor in my voice. There's 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 passion for this rap shit. I love it. You know, Gnome 8 happened. I mean, Gnome 7 happened last weekend. The Clash Battle in Youngstown, Ohio happened last weekend. I love this battle stuff. I love this back and forth stuff. I love it because it's competition, man. It's nothing more, nothing less. We're dealing with the backpack era right now. These dudes ain't going to go kill each other. That's good. So we're just going to get straight lyrics and, you know, it's going to be it. I love it because I think people so much, so much, so uh, they so are quick to underestimate Drake. Like, if you listen to Drake's music, he he goes at everybody for Kendrick to be the type of the grade of lyricist that he is and him. And he's not killing Drake. Drake ain't killing him. He damn sure ain't killing Drake, though. You can listen to any Kendrick song you want. He's he ain't said nothing that people was like, damn, he killed Drake. Never. Not one time. He dissed Drake. Now, let's bring it to the heart part four. I did an episode about the heart part four that Kendrick dropped um, uh, a couple weeks ago. Which was also a week after More Life. Now this is why I said more, the Heart Part Four was not mainly about Big Sean. Only the first part w- um, after the beat switch was about Big Sean, right? He gave me more confirmation when this album dropped. Only the first four part. The most of um, most of the Heart Part Four was about Drake. That's why it came out a week after. Um, it came out a week. Damn! It came out a week after More Life. Because it was a response to more life. The same, that's the same exact thing J. Cole did to Drake. He put out false prop. I mean, even though he didn't say anything about Drake, he did it after Drake put out those three songs. He dropped false prophets for what? False prophets wasn't even on For Your Eyes Only. These people are doing things to, to mess up the rollout of Drake. It's not going to ever mess up Drake's rollouts because Drake is too big at this point. But they're doing things to dampen Drake's shine. I'm not mad at it. Do what you got to do. But J. Cole dropped f- False Prophets the week after Drake put out Fake Love, Two Birds, One Stone, um, uh, dissent, Sneaking, and then that other song that just disappeared. J. Cole dropped them a week after that. Right? That took all of Drake's shine away. So then sneaking couldn't be as big as it was. Fake Love was pretty big, but it wasn't as big as it could have been. And then we fast forward. More Life comes out. And then Kendrick does the same thing J. Cole does. He drops a song... And it's not even on the album. He just did that to mess with Drake. That's why I said these two people are intertwined forever. The song wasn't even on the album. There was no point in putting it out. He put it out as a rollout to an album. And then put a real song out as a rollout to an album. He dropped that. Then he dropped Humble. If you listen to um, Damn the whole album. He ain't say nothing about Drake. That's how I know the hard part four is about him. It's a response to more life. Even though more life is not about him at all. Not about Kendrick at all. He's beating, he beating Tory Lanez and Meek Mill up. And, and, and you know, he ain't say anything about um, Kendrick. And Kendrick took that and still went and, and, and bombed on him on um, the Heart Part 4. Now, if you listen to the first part of Heart Part 4, where he said, tip torn around my name, nigga, you're lame. When I get it, you don't be saying, homie, I was just playing, whatever. He also, now if you listen to the song called Element, which I say is the real Big Sean diss. Element, that would make more sense because when No More Interviews came out, he probably wrote element right if you listen to element kendrick says um damn what he say hold on oh he said most of y'all throw rocks and try to hide your hand just say my name and i appear just like Candyman, right he's doing that thing with the if you say my name i'm gonna kill you so that's the same thing as tiptoeing around my name nigga you lame when i get it you know it's the same thing though he's saying you throwing rocks and then you try to hide your hand That's the same thing as No More Interviews No More Interviews was dropped It's a Kendrick diss But he didn't put it on his album You see what I'm saying Because Big Sean dropped the album Not that far after No More Interviews came out He dropped an album And he don't even put the song that he put out in a, As a rollout to the album That's called throwing a rock and hiding your hand He didn't put he, So he didn't stand on it uh, Kendrick put Element on the album That's a Big Sean diss on the album he said, listen, y'all got to listen to Element. This shit is hard. This, and I'll bring it up to That's my favorite song on the album, Element, because it's just, man, this, the song is, is, is hard, man. Like, I listen, I wrote, I wrote a long, like I didn't even write, I didn't get detailed into the depths of this album because I'm giving more of an overall picture. I'm painting the overall picture of this Drake I mean it's Drake yeah it's Drake Kendrick thing because it's serious and it's Kendrick thing specifically because he's a genius at what he's doing He is a gen- like he he pulled the ultimate cheat code right First of all I'm gonna tell you why I like this album so much I like the album so much because I didn't expect it to be good I didn't think I would like it After I hear Section 80 I love it I still listen to Section 80 I listen to Good Kid Mad City I call it a classic still love it listen to it sometimes to Pimp a Butterfly. I love it, especially because I was I was newly, you know, listen, I loved Pimper Butterfly. I was like there's no way in hell he's going to be able to put out another CD that's good. I just didn't think he could because I see how people do. It's just like a Super Bowl team. When teams win a Super Bowl for some reason they feel like they don't need players and they just let them go. They like, "No, nah, I'm not paying you that. We don't need you that much. We we want a Super Bowl." Normally when dudes make good albums, they feel like they can, they can get away from what helped them make that great album, and then they end up making some trash shit next, right? Kendrick did not do that. He didn't disappoint. I love this. I love it. And the more I listen to it, the more I like it. I'm like, damn, I loved it on the first listen, but I'm, I like it. I'm liking it even more as the time's going on. So I didn't think he was going to be able to make another good album. He did it. He surprised the F out of me. I know a lot of people was like, no, he could do it. I didn't think he could. You know, some of y'all believed in him. I didn't think he was going to be able to do that. Okay. Um, I think my favorite songs are Element. Um, Element, Feel, which is right after Element. Then Loyalty, which is after that. Then um, Lust, Love. Um, okay, Lust, Love triple x very hard triple x is cold triple x um fear god duckworth like i like pretty much the whole c i like humble too um pride pride is not really my favorite song but the way i listen to pride is pride is just leading you into the song humble because if you listen to it it's all of these songs all these songs lead into each other that's why i said it's perfect this album is perfect it's not just like i think he i think he kind of took a page out of wale's book when he when it comes to that i don't think wale did it this good though What this the w- what wale been doing for a few years now is he is a- and um at the end of his songs he's rapping lines from the next song i don't know if y'all ever noticed that that's what wale does that's his thing He'll start, he'll he'll be in the middle of a, you know, he'll be at the end, you know, ending the song, how you do your thing, you ad lib and talking your way out. He'll rap a line from the next song, or it won't even be all the way at the end. He'll just rap a line from the next song in the song. I think that's genius, but I think the way Kendrick did it in this album, way better. So Pride is not really that great of a song to me, but it's a great lead. It's a great lead in to Humble. So this album, you're talking about cohesive, like this is the def. If somebody was given and let's say somebody was getting a class on executive producing an album, how to tie it all together. This would be the example. This is how you make an album like, you know, normally when when you hear an album and it sounds like all one big song, that's not a good thing. It's a great thing in this album because it feels like it's all one thing. Like, you don't, like, you don't just go out. Like, humble, like, we've been listening to humble for a few weeks now. Humble makes so much more sense when you hear pride. Pride makes so much more sense when you hear loyalty. Loyalty makes so much more sense when you hear feel. Feel makes a lot more sense when you hear, um, element. Like, it's all, all this shit makes sense. Element makes a whole lot more sense when you hear Yah. Yah is exposing that Kendrick is a Hebrew Israelite. He said, don't call me black no more. That's just a color it ain't facts no more. Like, like, it makes so much more sense when you hear DNA. DNA is hard, too. And that makes more sense when you open the album with blood. Like, do y'all hear? This is, this is constructing an album 101. This is why I'm not getting too much into the details of what happened in the album, like the lyrics themselves. Because this, you have to look at this whole picture before you even start figuring out what color the paint is. We don't even want to touch the paint and see what the texture is yet because this whole picture is a masterpiece. His album cover is so basic, man. People have been talking about the album cover, they was making memes and everything like that. That's a basic ass album cover. That font is basic. That's like Times New Roman or something. Like he's standing in front of the wall looking looking um drunk or high or whatever. Listen, I don't care about that. This album is perfect. This is a perfect album. And it's not his best album to me. This is third in my opinion. I think it's better than to Pimple Butterfly. I damn sure don't think it's better than Section 80, and I damn sure don't think it's better than Good Kid, Mad City. I don't think it's along the lines of uh, I think this is more in the vein of Section 80 though. It's not it's not more it's not so much in line with uh with with with, with uh, Good Kid, Mad City. You know, Good Kid, Mass City he was introducing himself to the world, really. And uh, to Pimper Butterfly, he was saying, this is my brain. This right here is more societal. You know, this is more like we're not really learning as much about Kendrick in this one. We're learning more about the world in this one. We're learning more about circumstances in this one. You know, when you listen to Triple X, he said all that black pride shit go out the window when a a coward killed my baby. You know, he he talking about the world because he's talking about police brutality and police murders on us. He's saying... I'm going to find who you kill my uh, you kill mine I'm coming for you if I got to catch you coming out of church I'm coming if that's the only way I can get you I'm gonna get you like that he's talking about this you know he's talking about the world on this one now, the last two he was talking about himself you know man listen listen y'all I'm a Kendrick fan I'm gonna tell you why I'm a Kendrick fan so much right because Kendrick is like a hood nigga that wasn't in the streets like that you know he, 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 this is, I connect with him like that because that's the same way I was. I didn't want to be out there like that, but I lived in Youngstown. So you can't run from certain things. You're just going to be in certain situations. You it's, it's nowhere to go. You know what I'm saying? If you live in a underserved community and you are in what they consider poverty, you are going to live in a certain circumstance. Doesn't mean you want to. That just means you do. Right? So though some some of us are like that we're very smart but we just happen to be from these crazy places but we don't want to be there and when we get the opportunity to get away from there we do i went to the military to get i went to the military at 17 to get away he went and started rapping it took him a lot longer to get out so he probably started doing more things but i don't know where what i would have been doing had i stayed in my city you see what i'm saying because All my family had left the city. I was I was the last one to leave from out of my personal family. I was the last one, so I don't know what I would have been doing. I was staying with my friend before, like until I went to the navy. I was staying with him, so it's no telling what I would have had to do at you know 19, 20, 21 years old with no family in the city to survive there. You know what I'm saying? So that's why. Like, I I connect with him on that level. And then on top of that, he's not just... Oh, hold on, my guy calling right now. Hello? I ain't gonna keep you too long. Yeah. All right, boom. You know, I'm out with the fam. Okay. All right, look. All right, I'm recording. I got my man Ed from the Ed show on the the jack right now. So, Ed, man, tell me what you think about this K-Dot album, bro.
0: Shit I'd heard from K-Dot man <laughs> flat out like you know I, I'd have heard it all from, from Kendrick you know when he was still going as K-Dot you know till, till now I like the uh, the Pimper Butterfly you know obviously we know the good kid Mad City was a classic Um, that last that unmastered untitled stuff that was there uh, and this was even more than that so it was just like I was trying to get involved I was trying to get into it I played the uh you know, I played the first through and maybe I was doing too much. I was running errands, I was at work, you know, doing stuff. I was like, it ain't trash. You gotta listen to Kendrick. If you gonna listen to Kendrick, you know, you gotta shut everything off down, you gotta get in the dark room, turn off the lights, <laughs> light a candle and just listen to it. But, you know, I ain't had time for that, so I ain't do that. But I, I let it play on like three, four times all day yesterday. And just sonically, it just didn't sound good to even make me want to keep continuing or even learn the meanings or the themes of the whole album. It was just like, this is trash. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I love Kendrick. That's the thing about it is, like, you can look at anything 2012 from there, and I was one of the biggest Kendrick fans. That's just to tell me I look like Kendrick. So it was like, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not hating on Kendrick But this last stuff Is just
1: trash That's all I got to say I'm probably not gonna play it no more <laughs> Alright Hey listen y'all I just I swear to god I just asked Ed Ed Do you got a hot take He said nah I'm just gonna <laughs> 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 hey, He get on the joint And say it's trash <laughs> <laughs> Nah <laughs> Nah wait I couldn't I can not stay long You know I mean it was kinda hot It was kinda You
0: know It ain't sizzling Sizzling But you know It's it's pretty, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed in Kendrick, that's all.
1: Did any song stand out to you?
0: Um, What was the one? Uh, El- No, nah, I started with the, uh, the one when we was talking about, was Sexy. Uh, yeah, that's Element. The Element, yeah. Element, Element Dakota's one. Element Dakota's one on, this, on the thing, because that actually sounded good. <laughs> you know, like before, you know what I mean? If it's the beat and the word, if they don't mess right to me, it's like, why am I even listening he was supposed to be enjoyable but It just didn't sound sonically like the the beat selection mixed with his voice and, and flows it just didn't sound good mm-hmm. so he probably had a lot of potent stuff in there but i just i just missed it because sonically it just wasn't it wasn't to my liking
1: i feel that that's a lot of people complain with kendrick because they don't like his sound the way he sound is it throw people off he, the,
0: I could deal with the sound when it when it when it when it matched, you know. Like uh, yeah. you don't have to. His other albums, he'd be using the you know the crazy alien voice. <laughs> but I could deal with that. This it's just I don't know what he was on. He needs he needs to cut his hair or something. <laughs> <laughs> Some something, something wrong. Something off, man. Once these rappers start growing, they him and Cole. Once they start growing the hair, it just it, it just something is off.
1: Ah, uh, your music changed when your hair grows.
0: <laughs> Straight up, that's a fact. Straight that's up. a different breed.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right, Ed, man, you just gave me the hottest take of all. I ain't think you was gonna say trash. I just thought you was gonna say it wasn't for me. This said it was trash.
0: Nah, I wanted it. Look, I was trying to not. I was trying hard not to call it trash yesterday. I was trying to listen to this now it's, it's, it's I gotta call it what it is man If it was <laughs> anybody else except Kendrick you wouldn't have got a second or a third list.
1: yeah yeah you know, so I'm just
0: gonna just keep it all the way 100 with you man that was trash Kendrick <laughs> I try again I hope that was the fake <laughs> out. <feel me? laughs> <the> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was the fake man. you feel me that was a
1: joke I hope that was the fake out. yeah yeah I feel that. Yeah, they do they is saying something's coming out tomorrow, but <laughs> we're gonna see man. Yeah,
0: hey, we'll see, man. But if not, man,
1: damn. Hey Ed, you about to dance when well, you listen to this tomorrow, or I might even put it out today since I'm recording now, you gonna be like, damn. I feel totally different. <laughs> we about to be total opposites. Watch this. You gonna see it. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, good looking on calling in, though, man. Hey, that's the Ed Show, man. Y'all listen to the Ed Show every... What day you come out, though?
0: Shit, man. Honestly, man, CP time, man. But I'm <laughs> going gonna, gonna to get it together, man. I got, a reg- I got a regular work schedule now, so I can actually, you know what i not plan on doing the recording at work, so I'm going to actually be able to do it. But the playoffs coming up, so I was thinking about shortening them up and giving them a couple a week, you know, since we got game to game, so... We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'll be out within the next couple days because I got to go take this first round matchup. I wanted to have it for today. You know, anyways, man, just try, be on the lookout for it. You'll see, you'll
1: see me out here. Yeah, that's the Ed Show, man. Hey, alright, bro. Alright, man, take care. Alright, you too. Alright, alright, man. Y'all just heard the hot the hottest of hot takes from my homeboy man he just he just surprised me i didn't think he was about to say that he didn't even tell he didn't tell me what he was gonna say though i just i didn't think he was gonna say that but man where was I at, man i was talking about why i connect with kendrick man and that's pretty much that was pretty much the whole thing man i connect with him because he's a dude from you know he from the mean streets of compton and you know he just found a way to get out of there if you listen to um to some of the stories that Kendrick tells like he's a he's a storytelling lyricist with other content. He's not only a storyteller, he's a storytelling lyricist with plenty of substance, plenty of topics, you know, anything you want to talk about, man. And another thing I love about him, if you listen to the song called Lust, Kendrick will give a male perspective, but he'll also give the female perspective too. Cause he 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 it's like he's he's having a conversation and he wants you to hear it. He wants us to hear his conversations, so, uh, or maybe his conversations with himself, or maybe what he thinks women are thinking, because th- that's why I say this has the vibes of Section eighty. Section eighty, he did that a lot on there, you know. And excuse me, man, I just I just like that. So, uh let me see. Another thing that I think is very interesting that I wanted to mention is that the parallels between. Um, the NBA and rap, you know, they have always been kind of intertwined ever since rap was invented. And, you know, st- they, they you know, rappers want to rap and, and, I mean, rappers want to, no, no, NBA players want to rap and, you know, rappers want to call themselves ballers. That's what they, you know, that's the term because the lifestyle they would, they tried to um, Im- imitate was that of a rich star, rich um, basketball player. The reason it's rich basketball player, and not rich like football player, is because football players' faces aren't really known like that. Rich basketball players have always been stars, celebrities. You know, I mean, rich and famous. You know, they they always been and on the forefront, because their face is very recognizable. Rappers have always tried to copy that style, so it's, it's so they always have been comparing themselves. And you hear Jay Z compare himself to um, Michael Jordan, which he is the Michael Jordan of recording. You might want to fall back from recording. That's Jay Z. Right. So I think it's so interesting that Drake likes to compare himself to like Steph and KD. You know, those are the guys he mentions when he talks about himself being, you know, in the how he compares himself to the world. But I think it's interesting that he considers. And, and, and then we look at Le- LeBron James. LeBron James is very connected with TDE. He loves Kendrick. You know, Untitled Unmastered only came out because LeBron said yo please put out this unreleased music that i heard about please release it and then top dog released it and that was like all-star break 2016 lebron did that so they're connected but i think drake just like mike mike j brooks he said drake is really like the lebron of rap you drake is selling himself short comparing himself to steph curry and and kd steph only does one thing great that's shoot threes that's what he does great which that's not a bad thing to do great because you know you score more points than three-pointers the way he shoot threes is like unprecedented because he's gonna break every record ever when it comes to three-point shooting but drake is much more than three-point shooting when if you translate it to rap would be like three-point shooting would be like punchlines. that's such a small part of rap you don't want to only be a three-point shooter because if you only be a three-point shooter, you'll never be considered the best. Right? Just like uh, 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 right now, Steph Curry is a great three-point shooter. They'll never say he's better than Le- LeBron James. Never. They won't even say he's better than KD. He's not better than... People are saying he's not better than Kyrie. People are saying he's he's not better than Westbrook, which I never thought he was better than Westbrook. He will never be the best because he only does one thing great. KD, great offensively. <clears throat> He doesn't do enough. He's not, he doesn't have that win in him. Now, LeBron. Now, Drake is much more like LeBron. He is doing things that ha- are changing the way people look at the sport. What Drake is doing makes people look at rap differently. I think Kendrick is more like a Kawhi Leonard, actually. He has, he has seen a lot of success. He has a win, which would be that ring and MVP. Kendrick's win and MVP would be like good kid mad city will be his win because it is a classic it's considered a classic and um it, it was platinum his, uh, you know his first major release is platinum then he comes back with the Pimple butterfly with that, five grammys on that album and it's platinum also so that's like his win but he's more like kawhi leonard he's more like the fundamental you know we've seen people like kendrick before he's just a great rapper you know what i'm saying he doesn't make songs that we all that everybody universally says he make great songs he puts together good albums he puts he has some great albums he puts together good collections of music and he's a great rapper he's fundamentally a hip-hop artist um drake is not fundamentally anything he's something new something we never seen before lebron james something new something we never seen before People hate LeBron James. People hate Drake. People compare LeBron James to, to, to Michael Jordan. People compare Drake to Jay-Z. The parallels are unlimited. Drake sells himself short with this. I do not. Like, I love Kendrick. I think he's a better I think he's the best active rapper. Even though, like, I feel like Kendrick is Lupe Fiasco. If Lupe Fiasco was cool. If Lupe knew how to be cool, he would be Kendrick. Kendrick is cool version of Lupe. You understand? Because people say they don't like Lupe because they say Lupe is preachy. Kendrick is preachy too. You just don't realize it. You don't realize it because he make that shit sound good. Kendrick is preachy as shit. But people don't even people have never accused him of that. Even, even when he had the whole fiasco about saying what he thought about women's bodies and being natural and all that, nobody ever said he was preaching down on anybody, anything. Nobody that w- He was never accused of that. And he does it more than anybody. <clears throat> Kendrick does. <clears throat> thing about it is you can't recognize it because he's not even put, you know, they say put the um, medicine in the candy. He put the medicine in the dinner. His is not even candy because it's not, it's not like people don't know that it's conscious rap. It's meat and potatoes. He put the he put the medicine in the meat and potatoes. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to dress it up that much. You know what I'm saying? He he, he didn't have to make a, a pop snap song or whatever like that and put, put some conscious stuff in it. It's dinner. You get full of listening to that K-Dot. <clears throat> so, like I said, Kendrick is the quintessential rapper. He's a, he's a hip-hop artist. He's not going to ever be mistaken for something else. Drake is the LeBron James of rap. Kendrick is more like Kawhi Leonard. You could you could compare him to to Westbrook, but I wouldn't even really compare him to Westbrook. Westbrook is more like something different too. And actually, Westbrook is is like you you uh, Drake. I mean Kendrick couldn't be the Westbrook because he doesn't make hits. He don't he don't have a en- he doesn't make enough. Hit- he don't make hits. He's not a hit maker. You have to be a hit maker to be like Russ. You understand? Russell Westbrook is only like 27 or 28 years old right now. He's number four all time in triple doubles. That's a hit maker. That's like future or some shit like that. Like, you, you know how Russell Westbrook is lacking in his efficiency and he has a lot of turnovers. When I say efficiency, I mean shooting percentage and he turns the ball over a lot. Right. That's like future. Future lacks in lyricism. But he does everything else great. He's a hitmaker. Future is the Russell Westbrook of rap. I don't care how y'all feel about it. Future is that. All them triple doubles and he has no victories though. No no finals victories and he has no MVPs. That's future. He has no major wins. But he has hits on hits on hits. He's undeniable. And that's just like Russell Westbrook. He's undeniable. He has no wins. He might not ever get a win. Just the way the, way the NBA is set up. He's in the LeBron James era. He's in the era of the super teams that were created to make sure LeBron didn't win. He probably won't win, just like Future. He probably won't ever get the respect and rap that he probably deserves. But Future is the Russell Westbrook of rap. I'm saying it because I know it, because I watch it, because I um, compare. I am an expert in comparative analytics. This is what I say. I don't just give you the numbers. I don't just give you the stats. I give you the stats and how they pertain to what I'm talking about in relation to the comparison. All right. So Kendrick's album. I love it. My favorite songs are. I already already gave you my favorite song. All right. So did y'all hear the song Duckworth? It's the last song. That's Kendrick's last name. Right. Duckworth is a story about how Top Dog, Top Dog, the dude who runs TDE. His name is Anthony Tifton or something like that. Tiffin, his name is Anthony. And Kendrick uses the name Anthony a whole lot because he's talking about him. He's talking about Top Dog in the song, right? He tells Top Dog's life story in a way that also made it Kendrick's life story. Ain't that some shit? This is why I say this man, this dude, you talking about constructing an album, 101? He told a story about uh, Top Dog in an effort and a successful effort to tell the story of his own life. Listen. Kendrick is nice. Listen. So in the song uh, Duckworth, he tells the story of how um, Top Dog was, he robbed this um, KFC that Kendrick's dad was working at 20 years ago. Kendrick was a little kid. He, 20 he, he, uh, something years ago, he, he, uh, he robbed this KFC. And being that Kendrick's dad knew That Top Dog was was a wild blood out there in the streets being wild and reckless. He said he was always nice to Top Dog. He would give him extra food, extra chicken, extra biscuits because he knew that they used to rob that spot. He would be nice to him. So when he came in there, he didn't shoot Kendrick's dad. Now, this is... it, It sounds like a true story. He didn't shoot Kendrick's dad because he was cool with Kendrick's dad because Kendrick's dad always gave him free food. And then... Twenty some years later, twenty years later, um, then they had the conversation about that in the studio, and he realized so he Top Dog <clears throat> Now the way he the way he frames it all at the end is he's saying If Top Dog would have killed Ducky, which is Kendrick's dad, if Top Dog would have killed him when he robbed the spot, there would never be any Kendrick Lamar, the rapper that we know. There would never be a TDE, there would never be what Kendrick say. The greatest rapper happened by coincidence. He called himself the greatest rapper. The greatest rapper happened by coincidence because it was Top Dog that came and robbed that KFC. If another blood would have came and robbed that KFC, he might not have spared Ducky's life. He might have killed him. He might have shot him. And that would have affected Kendrick's life because growing up without a dad or without that guidance, if you hear, you listen to this album, he has his dad. His dad is the one that's on the phone explaining Hebrew, Israelite. Uh, uh, ideology that's Kendrick's dad there would be none of that guidance that Kendrick Kendrick wouldn't have been able to get that old school Chicago wisdom that old midwestern wisdom is different because it comes directly out the south he wouldn't have been able to get that and he would have been another statistic you know if you listen to fear his whole fear was around being beaten He was seven years old. His whole fear was his mom beating him. He was, when he turned 17, his whole fear was around being killed. He gave a whole slab of scenarios of things that what that he thought he could have been killed doing, that he was doing. He thought he should have been dead. That's his, like, this is the, he's telling the black male experience in that, in these ghettos, these crazy ghettos around the country. He's telling the experience. You understand what I'm saying? And listen, man, this shit just hard, yo. I don't think I have too much more to say about that, about this album. I just know, um, I want y'all to go listen to it, give it a listen. You know, if you already listened to it, you can go back and listen to everything that I referenced from Buried Alive in Section 80 all the way up until Duckworth, the last song on the CD. You can listen to it all. Oh, another thing that was cool about the song Fear. If you notice in Fear, he's naming, uh, he's using the titles of every song on the cd to describe things in the song fear which is cold because if you listen it seems like every time he says uh every time he says a word that was the title of another song is you can hear a pencil in the background like either scratching it out like okay i said it he scratched it out or writing it down like okay boom that's a good concept you can hear a pencil in the background which is a cold touch very cold touch and not only does he list, like he'll go through, he says the lines and he's given the titles of the other songs. Then he comes back with the next eight bars or whatever, next 12 bars, whatever. And he's, then he goes in in order, giving co- other concepts from each song. So not just saying a song title, he said a song title, the first rip, come back and give the concepts from each joint. Yo, listen, man, shit is perfect. Perfect album. Still not his best to me, but I like it. I love the album for what it is it is perfect to me it is a perfect album if he comes out i think i I don't want him to come out with another i'm recording this on saturday afternoon i don't want him to come out with another album tomorrow i really don't i don't want him to mess this thing up man he got something good going on because like i said i didn't think this was i didn't think he was gonna be able to make a good album right now i definitely don't think he's gonna be able to drop another good album two three days after he dropped an album i do not think it's possible if he does it then he does it i just don't think it's possible so i don't want him to drop an album on sunday easter sunday do not do it it will shock the world but i don't want it to happen you understand what i'm saying do not do it do not do it it's all i got for y'all listen to the podcast listen to the thing yo since i'm outside these animals think i'm sweet so they want to crawl all over my computer and whatnot. I like little spiders or whatever. You know what I'm saying? They think I'm sweet. <clears throat> it's all good though. You know what I'm saying? All right, y'all. I'll get at y'all later, man. Pities. Peace. Peace.